0: All right, on today's episode of Locked on Avalanche, have we fully recovered from that game against the Nashville Predators? We all know what happened. We don't mean to dwell on it too much, but we do still have to talk about it. Have we recovered? And that's us. The Avalanche as a team, we really hope they have recovered from it because they have a very big game against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. Lot to get to on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. Coming at you.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media outlets. LOPN underscore avalanche on X. Locked on avalanche on Instagram. Instagram? I think I said Instagram. That's uh, that, that's a Instagrand. new one. I th- I'm going to I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go buy that IPO right now. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions. Locked on avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Over on YouTube, hit subscribe. Get notified when a new show goes live. Make sure you subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. When you do, you become one of our very special insiders. Chat with Kyle and I one-on-one and give us uh, your opinions and thoughts and predictions uh, like we will get to a little bit later. So on today's episode, if you're watching over on YouTube, you see what we have on our rundown. Uh, It's that time of the year for thanks my friend, so uh, we do this every year, and we will think, get things that we are thankful for, Colorado Avalanche version, so uh, we'll do that, and we will talk about that game against the Vancouver Canucks, uh, but yeah, we're going to have a little bit of a leftover here, and talk about what's stuck with us from this game between the Avalanche and the Predators. Clearly, that ending has, uh, but anything else that's that's sticking with you 24 hours later, I went to bed a very bitter
1: man, bitter, angry. Just, I just closed my eyes and I saw mustard cat jerseys. <laughs> and I got to thinking, you know, Nathan McKinnon hasn't scored in five games. That's mm-hmm. weird. That's when does that happen? That's just odd. But he's, he should be fine. He's got to be up there when it comes to goals on the team. See, so anyone happened to go look at the top? Three goal scorers on the team. It, Number one being Miko Rantanen with 11. Yeah. And you know how we talked about slow starts and wow, Dallas, this Dallas game in Nashville, the Chushkins had a come out party. Number two with seven goals. And guess who's tied with the one Nathan McKinnon with six goals? That would be Ryan Johansson. The, yeah. yeah. He is. The why is he out there? He's slow. He does have And he has Ryan Johansson, by the way, six goals, seven points on the year. He has one assist, six goals, hmm. one assist tied for third. It's yeah, it was one of those that I thought about all day today that and we will get to that when we talk about what we're thankful for on this team, but I would like nathan mckinnon we've talked about it time and time again and a lot of it comes up a lot in the youtube comments when the avalanche have these type losses this year Mm -hmm. is leadership and i would love one of those games it's about time for one of those nathan mckinnon i'm mad at the world i'm going to score three goals because i want to
0: it's about time nathan yeah, I mean, and, and overall, points-wise, he's third on the team. You know, he's That's he's true. got 22 points overall, so he's he's being productive, right? But you want him to do both. You, mm-hmm. you want him to facilitate uh, his teammates, and you want him to get pucks in the back of the net. He's capable of doing that. We've seen this before with him. So I'm not concerned about it. Because I do feel like he's he he can get on a roll. He's that good. It's not for lack of trying because he still gets many. I mean, didn't he have a game earlier this year? He had 15 shots on goal. Yeah. So, um, you know, he, he will get his shots. If if that was the problem, if not getting shots on net was the problem, then I would be concerned. But he's getting shots. It's just he, he's he's too good of a goal scorer for for this to be a problem all year long. But what I find funny is. Yeah, he's tied in goals with not only uh, Ryan Johansson, but Ross Colton. Yeah. And I, I just find it fun. And I know they they play different roles and they're on different lines and and maybe a little bit more is expected of Johansson than Colton. But I just find it funny how like the six goals from Ross Colton, we celebrate to, to no end. And the six goals from Ryan Johansson, it's like, what do more? Yeah, <laughs> I just think that's a, a funny dynamic between those two. That was, I think that was the most uh, equally as
1: surprising with like the, the goal span that Nathan hasn't scored and where he sits. Is Ryan Johansson has six, for goodness sake, and seven points, six of those being goals. Like he's, according to the stat sheet, a goal scorer. Like he's not passing wow. the puck, which yeah. is evident on the power play. But yeah. where did those six goals come from? What game was that? Was there a hidden game that I did not watch? I do not remember. I think
0: they're so far spread out. You just yeah. feel like every time he gets one, it's his first one of the year. It's just yeah. odd. Um, it, this is kind of like the first, you know, when we do this segment about, you know, leftovers and things like that, this is like the first one where, where I, it's, it's both. It's like, there's good things that I'm thinking about from that game. And then obviously the, the obvious bad things from that game. Um and and it, I don't know because and I hate to kind of like dwell on on the the bad because the bad is the end. Like there's there's no no doubt about that. So, but for the good, like I, I want I I still like feel like this team overall is playing fine. It's just the yeah. the the end result has not been what we want it to be consistently. Yeah. The play out on the ice has been better. And that's why like, we're just talking about Nathan McKinnon and and how I just feel like he's going to snap out of that and he's too good to score goals. I feel like the same with this team. I feel like they just keep playing. They, they did it against Dallas. Mm-hmm. Not the, the coming back and getting the six goals. It was staying the course, playing yeah. your game. And I just feel like if they keep doing that, I've said it before, like the season's so long, these things balance out. So, you know, you had that fluky end to the game, but I did, man. I woke up this morning. I and it, I, I usually don't like feel just so like yin and yang, but I did for this game and, and I and I did. I woke up thinking like I can't believe that happened. Yeah. I cannot believe that happened last night. Um, and and I and then I but as the day went on, I was like, but they did good things. They put themselves into a position to win. I, the and the strangest thing for me, Kyle, is a lot like I'm not as upset over that loss and the way that they lost opposed to other losses. And I think it's just because it's such a fluky way to lose that you don't see all the time. And I. And all I know there's there's Avalanche fans out there. Well, they've done it three times this year where, you know, the, in Seattle, they did it not that long ago against Seattle. That was I mean, they you know, they gave up they didn't give up two against yeah. Seattle to have the other team tie you and then take the lead uh, that it, it is. A, uh, it's not something you really want to be happening if you're an Avalanche fan is giving up last minute goals no matter the period. But I didn't I didn't I didn't get as upset because of the way it went down I'm like man that just does not happen that much and I feel like I can deal with that as opposed to you know like the Seattle one that was a little bit different for me I've been uh, I've been
1: rolling in it today like I'll start to feel I wake up feeling bad like the Nathan McKinnon thing because in losses like this like Nathan McKinnon's the pseudo leader so you're kind of like well, what did Nathan McKinnon do to help? And then you didn't see a goal there, and you're like, oh, he's not even producing, and then you feel really bad about it, and then you start feeling good. You're like, the Cogliano goal was clutch. Nachushkin looked great. Then you, uh, you're you looking at the depth scoring, and we talk about it all year. This is so fantastic to have, and then you feel good about it. And then and with Locked On Predators, tweets out in elation, like, how many times have we looked at the last – two goals of that game last night and
0: then i, I didn't see that did they I? I i saw I that too, man I I responded <laughs> as to
1: zero and then i'm right back down i'm reminded on how that game ended because we talked about it in yesterday's episode like the beginning you did enough like that mm-hmm. was really good production and if those if those last two goals didn't happen there's a lot that you could build off of going into this vancouver game and yeah of It's just one of those extra things. Can you imagine with seeing like lines two through four and how they're clicking right now? If Nathan McKinnon decides to start goal scoring again, how dangerous this team could be. Now you're flipping it around. Like if you're not winning these games, you need Nathan McKinnon to score. It's nice that you have depth scoring, but is that enough? You have all these question marks, but it's crazy Mm -hmm. that a game could come down to just like one little mishap and then completely
0: alter how you are taking in a game. Yeah. You mentioned uh, Val He was the other thing that stuck around for me was just his play recently has been, been fantastic. The third line has been great. We've been talking about them. Um, Val Nachuskin is, is really found a, a groove and you just hope, you know, he can continue that. And those other guys that, you know, that, you know, Nathan McKinnon can find his scoring groove while Valnachuskin continues his play. You just hope the things that are going well, continue to go well and the things that need to get caught up catch up while those other things continue on. And then if that happens, we'll, you know, we'll be riding a, a good wave here. You did mention, uh, Vancouver. That is, uh, the next matchup for the abs. Th- this could be, uh, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in this position talking about Vancouver the way that we are about to. So we will talk about them coming up next. Right now, we're going to discuss Sleeper. And Kyle, is there a better daily fantasy app out there on the market than Sleeper? No, no, it is my favorite fantasy app to use. I get on there all the time, daily almost. Well, that's where daily fantasy sports come into play, sir. You could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper, the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. And Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially Daily Fantasy Hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in Daily Fantasy Hockey contests. Who do we like tonight, Kyle, against Vancouver? Who steps up big, and who are you picking for your Daily Fantasy team? I know the easy
1: answer would be Nathan McKinnon, but mm-hmm. I have a feeling this is a Miles Wood game.
0: Ooh, okay. I like it. Going to that third line. So uh, you heard it here first, people. Miles Wood. On your sleeper team. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Miles would see a stud. Absolutely. Uh, we'll record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus minus, and more in a given game. Use the promo code locked on NHL and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. That code is locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. Also brought to you by FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 Moneyline bet. That is a $150 bonus. If your team wins, Denver Broncos riding high, Kyle. Who, who, I don't even know who they play this week. I forgot who they, they play this They're week. in the playoff hunt. They are. I mean, are, are are we picking them again this week? Let me see what the line is for them. Let's Larry. ride. Yeah. <laughs> can can we officially say that? That the you know, use that that expression and, and feel good about it. I think we can. Cleveland Browns. Can. Cleveland Browns. And and they are the De Broncos are a favorite in that game. Can you believe it? Yeah, Deshaun yeah. Watson is not playing with the Browns. He's sidelined That's true. all season. So So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. It's secure. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off this NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL abs and the vancouver canucks on a thanksgiving eve showdown um I, I just love how there was zero games on tuesday there's a reason for that uh i i, I read something quickly and there's a reason for it and i it just in, went in one ear and out the other and i'm like i don't care <laughs> figure it out it doesn't figure I, out, yeah i want to watch hockey i don't care yeah figure out a way to, to get at least a couple games on um but so with this game Vancouver is doing this year what I think a lot of people expect them to do last year. Yeah. Cuz if you remember the year before that, the way they ended that season was they were one of the hottest teams in the league. So people thought they were going to carry that over into last year and they didn't. And they they got off to that start where they they lost what was it like the first seven or eight games of the season where they had a two goal lead in all of those games and lost all of them. And they could just not recover from that. They fire Bruce Boudreaux and, you know, they, they did okay for the rest of the season, but they just got so far behind. And, and, you know, they are last year's Canucks. like this year's Edmonton Oilers right now. So, you know, they, they fire Bruce Boudreaux. They bring in Rick Tockett and he has turned things around. Um, quickly, might I add, I would go as far to say, like this game right here might be the most difficult game for the Avs, and that's including that Vegas game. Um, it's so weird to to see, like, you, uh, there's always team that teams that maybe you want to say overachieve, and the numbers and the analytics don't really back it up. It's backing it up for Va- for uh, Vancouver. They have a great record, and the important stats prove it. Yeah. They're not just winning by the skin of their teeth. Um, they're a good team, and the ABS are going to have their hands full. And it's funny to look because
1: you look at this roster for Vancouver, and it shouldn't be re- like reaping the rewards that they are getting. They, it's, uh, I mean, it, they have a pretty this is decent roster here. It's, it's, and it's, it's yeah, go ahead. It, it's a other than Quinn Hughes. You don't have your marquee,
0: like poster guy. Uh, I'll give you two: J.T. Miller and Elias Patterson. Pat Pettersson's a, a good, good player. He is a solid player. But Let's but think- even Quinn Hughes, you mentioned Quinn Hughes. He is is overachieving by yes. some standards. He's a, he's an excellent defenseman. But I would, you know. It, and and Canucks fans have been singing his praises since they drafted him, and they always want to lump him in with Kale McCarr. And you can't do that. Um, but he he always puts up decent numbers. He's exceeding what people were expecting him to do yeah. for this year. He's having a fantastic season, and he's. But but is he overachieving? Yes, that's not a slight on him it's just he's blowing out the expectations of what he was supposed to do so far this year. Can he keep it up? That we only know we'll have to remit, that remains to be seen. And, and I was I was saying all that for they
1: remind me a lot of Winnipeg. Like we always talk about like Blake Wheeler and like your Kyle Connor's and your Hella Bucks like there's great talent just just a hodgepodge of a team and it just never works out. Vancouver for some reason this team is working and this to your point Chris about this being the most difficult game for the Avalanche the Canucks know exactly who they are what they need to do and how to win a game full 60 minute effort and we just watched the Avalanche in a 55 minute effort lose a game there can this has to be a flawless exe- flawlessly executed game for Colorado if you're going to walk out with a win and i I don't like Vancouver ever since the Matt Calvert game. I, mm-hmm. I've always had this bad taste in my mouth for Vancouver, and this is going to be one of those that
0: <sighs> the Avalanche are going to have to really fight through this oh, yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think teams like Vancouver are more dangerous than teams like Vegas mm-hmm. because Vancouver's out to prove something. Vegas has proven that they're good and, and they, they have the confidence that they can just continue that along Vancouver. There's people standing there with their arms folded saying like, go out and prove it. And they're proving it. And they're, they want to keep that going all season long. Right. So they, in my eyes that that's a more dangerous team because you yeah. know, walking into a team like Vegas or Boston or whatever you want to say, you know, going in, you're going to get a fight. And for a team like Vancouver, they want to prove to you that we can stand toe-to-toe with you. And and there's just people out there who say, like, well, you haven't done anything recently, but okay, right now you're looking good. So they they just want to keep that flow going. And, you know, the Avalanche still have that, that title of a, a, a very good team. You're not that far removed from your Stanley Cup victory. So these are, you know, fr- from a Vancouver standpoint. It's like this is a litmus litmus test for us. We got to go out and beat a team like the Avalanche and and they're they're going to give you their absolute best. Um some things that stand out for you. Number 1 in the league in goals scored. Um number and that is at 78 and a full 10 goals above number 2 in Tampa Bay. Um they are and by the way the avalanche are fourth in league in goals for um goals against they are top five no they're sixth so 46 goals against so they're number one in goal differential so they score a lot and they don't give up a lot of goals that's a that's a good recipe for success and and that's the thing that scares
1: me the most about vancouver in this game we have seen mckenzie blackwood stand on his head we have made average goalies look incredible
0: Mm. and with
1: casey smith thatcher demko as the goalie stable in vancouver they have the opportunity night in night out to shut you out that is a really good goalie stable that a lot of people don't talk enough about and colorado has to get out early if they are going to make an impact because if as long as they're piling up the saves like you talked about Nathan McKinnon's 15 shot performance. If you tally 15 shots on these goalies and they are catching them with ease, it's going to be hard to break those goalies down because
0: they can get confident and they could take that the whole 60 minutes. Yeah. Um, There's just, you go through so many stats and they're either number one or top five or top six. It's just goals, uh, goals four above expected. They're number one. Almost 16 goals above expected they have right now. That's crazy. Um, shooting percentage. They're number one in shooting percentage. So, like I'm saying, like all, some people can look at it and like, ah, it's Vancouver. They haven't had success over the past few years. Okay, fine. Um, but what they're doing this year is, is winning and having the stats to back it up. So, I, I think this is a very dangerous team um, and a very – this is going to be a tough. This is going to be a tough win. So, uh, I, can they do it? Absolutely. I have I, all the confidence in the world. Especially you're, you know, um, you're, you're playing at home in this game, aren't right? you? Or is this on?
1: Yeah, this is at home. Yeah, this is at this home. Yeah. It's is a
0: home game. Yeah, yeah. So and this that, is. It gives is you a little bit kind of, of hope too. And especially after the
1: Nashville loss, this is the kind of win that Colorado could take yeah. and really get that momentum back that you get got in the Dallas game. You could pick right up where you left off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, do have a couple thoughts over on subtext uh, about this? Just a couple here. Let's see. This is from uh, Vargar. Um, let's see. Oh, oh, that, that that's something else. I want to get to that a little bit later. So let me see. Uh, this is from Easton. So Easton, uh, he goes, his team is all over the map and my three to three to two predictions have not gone well. So he's going to say four to two this time. Uh, he says avalanche over 25 saves for Georgie goals. I love how he does. He, he predicts the goals too. So he says goals by uh, Makar, Ryan Johansson, Logan O'Connor and Nathan McKinnon mm-hmm. gets one back from Nathan McKinnon. So uh,
1: Yeah. I would like an LOC goal, and I'd like a Kale McCarr goal right out of the gate, first Why goal not? of the game,
0: Kale McCarr. Why not? So, all right, um, let's give thanks, Kyle. It's that time of time of the year, so uh, we're going to come back and discuss the things that we are thankful for, Colorado Avalanche version. But first, we're going to talk about BetterHelp, and this show is sponsored by better help and uh we're talking about you know giving giving thanks and what we're thankful for and for the colorado avalanche and just in general and and i love this time of the year but this can be a difficult difficult time for a lot of people and i'm sure you know some people in your life that's uh love this time of year but also struggle with this time of year
1: i was one of those yep. that struggled during this time of year and better help is a fantastic
0: resource for guys like me during this time of year there you go so it's It can be a lot and it's uh, natural to feel some sadness or anxiety about it. But adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings and therapy can be, be a bright spot amid all of the stress and change. So something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded and to give you the tools to manage everything What's going on during this crazy time. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NHL today to get 10% off of your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. dot com slash Locked On NHL. All right, so yeah, Thanksgiving Eve. Uh, you know, this is I, I I love this time of the year. So um, are we're always sitting around the table, and what do we give thanks for? And hockey version. What 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 are some things from the Colorado Avalanche so far this year that that you're thankful for, sir? Core health, honestly, with the it's absence, number. yeah, with the absence <laughs> of Gabe
1: Landeskog, um, the last thing you wanted was a repeat of last year, where you're figuring out what your lineup's going to be, who you're relying on. the The fact that Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantan and Kale McCarr have been there. And mm-hmm. the, the secondary scoring could get comfortable and you still know you have those goal scorers in front of you. That's the number one thing I'm thankful for, especially for last year, how it ended and the Seattle bounce. That's It's been refreshing to know your lineup night in, night out. And we're, where we get to be looking at call-ups, call-downs in the fourth line and mm-hmm. picking that apart, where you have the first three so settled
0: that you can play around with the fourth line. That's the first thing I had on my list. Minimal injuries and knocking on wood and don't, you know, if things start going south, don't start blaming us for anything like that. But uh, it, it's been a complete turnaround from last year. Yeah, you got a couple uh, dinged up players here and there. That's going to happen. But has there been any that have been out for an extended time? I'm thinking of the it top will of my be like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That, right now he's the only one right yeah that's true but other than that um it's been a game here and there and nothing nothing that's that's yeah. you know i mean at this time last year they had like a 100 man games like <laughs> lost already it seems yeah that think. was latest gog we had a graphic at this point uh, we did yeah so definitely uh minimal injuries is i think that's funny or not it's not ironic that it's at the top of both our lists um For me, another one I I just want to throw out thanks for that third line right now. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 honestly been two different third lines. The the third line that started the year was good. You had now you've had some movement, but the third line it's funny because like Logan O'Connor seems to be wherever he goes, that line excels. Yeah, and when he was on that fourth line, that line was was doing great. They bumped him up. Things have been, you know, a little bit fluky with a couple guys, and and they bring him up to the third line. That line has been stellar, night in and night out. So uh, very thankful for line number three right now. And, you know, I I completely agree with you. Like, and I would like to see
1: Tomas Tatar work his way back. Like, he's kind of become the third member of Destiny's Child. Like, you kind of don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) And like that the third line started out so hot and now i would like to see that kind of return to form but honestly my another thing i'm thankful for Mm -hmm. logan o'connor making penalty kills an event Mm. it's it's something you think about you're like oh is he going to get another shorty you you're watching penalty kills in a different way now where if he touches the puck you sit forward in your seat because you're anticipating something happening it's been a fun little thing that I just, even if it converts or not, he's got us conditioned to anticipate that. So adding that to the penalty kill has been so much fun. And LOC finding his groove has been fantastic.
0: I think this is, you know, we, we were uh, heading and when we're heading into the season, we're talking about guys we want to see maybe like take that next step. I, I think he has, I think this is the best that you can get from him. Yep. You know what I mean? I like he, he's, he, he works his tail off every single game. And we knew that he's good on, on the the penalty kill. And when you lose someone like like JT Confer, who was good on the penalty kill, um, he needed to step it up even more. And he absolutely has done that. And even on five on five, he's been good. On that third line, he's noticeable. Yeah. So I think this is the, the most that he can give you. And the Avalanche will take this every single night from him. So definitely, definitely thankful for him. Um, one last one for me. I am very thankful for that six and zero start because if it was not for that six and zero start, I'm not saying I would be going down the road of some of the people in the comment section and the social media world, uh, but I would I would understand it more uh, than I than I do right now. But that that six and zero start is is continued to save the avalanche. Um, and it's not, and we're going to get to tomorrow or obviously talk about the game, but we'll also talk about, we're almost at the quarter pole of the season. And so we'll talk about where things stand, uh, with the avalanche tomorrow, we'll have a big bearing on maybe which way we go talking about that. Um, but right now that six and zero start is continued to, uh, bump the avalanche up while they're going through a little bit of a roller coaster. It's funny. That was your third,
1: Mm -hmm. my third. Is this is for every Avalanche fan like me out there that is suffering after that loss? The number three thing I am thankful for so far: Minnesota is five and eight and four. They are a bad team, and we could be
0: (laughs) struggling, but we're not that bad, baby. Yeah, (laughs) that's the that's that's very good point, Kyle. Like you know, you can look at the standings and be like, ah, the Avalanche are where they are, but they're not playing well. But they're higher than what they're playing right now. Uh, But where's everybody else? And, and yeah, when Minnesota is a little bit lower on the on the pole, you smile. It's,
1: it's not you that smile. bad.
0: <laughs> it's not that bad. <laughs> that's a very good one. Excellent. All right, everyone. That's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, special Thanksgiving Day episode. If the Avalanche are playing Thanksgiving Eve, we're going to talk about it. So we'll be back tomorrow to discuss that game and anything else that happens in Avalanche Nation. But for now that will wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in and making Locked On Avalanche your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. He's Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!